Has the Big 12 just made the gutsiest move of the past 10 years, led by Commissioner Bob Bowlesby? Yep, I think so, and I absolutely love it. I love it. I'm Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com. Appreciate you guys joining us and being a part of the show. It's great to have you here. So this is a big-time week, big-time day. Conference realignment, obviously, is stealing the show And on Wednesday of this week, the Big 12 sent a cease and desist letter to ESPN. And now the relationship between the Big 12 and ESPN, who helps pay the Big 12 $37 million per year, is incredibly fractured. And I'm here to eat it up and love on it and say, go, Bob Bowlesby, go. All right? So here are the allegations. Here's what's going on. Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby uh, sent a cease and desist letter to ESPN, and now the relationship is up in the air. Uh, Here is what they are saying. The letter demands ESPN end, quote, all actions that may harm the conference and its members and that it not communicate with the Big 12 Conference's existing members or any NCAA conference regarding the Big 12 Conference's members, possible conference realignment, or potential financial incentive or outcomes related to possible conference realignment. So that came out on Wednesday afternoon. And what the allegations essentially are here is that ESPN was working behind the scenes to get Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC and then also talking to the ACC about becoming a mega conference with the remaining eight Big 12 teams. That's what the allegations are. So Bowlesby did a more intense exclusive interview with Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports. And the main line to take out of that, there's a lot of good stuff to take out of it, but the big line to take out of it is that he told Dennis Dodd, Bob Bowlesby, the Big 12 commissioner, told Dennis Dodd that he's absolutely certain ESPN was involved with the American Athletic Conference, the AAC, in trying to poach their members. He also told CBS Sports that ESPN's actions are torturous interference. He's also fairly certain that the goal here for ESPN is to blow up the Big 12 so that way Oklahoma and Texas would get out of owing 70 or $80 million that they would have to pay to the league to leave before 2025. And I said that last week, all right? I said that last week to you guys. I said, listen, uh, OU and Texas can say, yeah, we're going to hang around until July 1st of 2025. No, they're not. No, they have no intentions of doing that because as far as they're concerned, this whole backdoor deal was set up with and through ESPN, and they believe ESPN promised them, hey, guys, don't worry. Don't worry. We're going to blow up the Big 12. It's going to be A-OK. Don't sweat it, all right? Everything's going to be just fine. Don't worry about it, okay? Don't worry. We're going to take care of it for you. We're going to make sure you don't owe up to 80 million bucks. We're going to destroy the Big 12, and you'll be just fine. I guarantee that's uh, a summary of what ESPN said to Oklahoma and Texas because they knew that this relationship, once this news came out, this relationship was not going to be sustainable with the Big 12 conference. Just no way, no how was it going to be sustainable. So that's how you end up in this situation. And Bob Bowlesby is saying, screw it. And how can you blame him? Because here are the options for Bob Bowlesby. Either watch the slow deterioration and death of his conference, right? That's that's step one. That's part one. Or part two, 
is to fight like hell, all right, and fight this thing to the death because what do you have to lose? It's already looking like if ESPN gets its way and they muscle you around and bully you around, well, guess what? You're not going to have a job anyway, and the conference won't exist. So you've got nothing to lose. And ESPN's not the tough guy that it thinks it is, okay? ESPN does not have the cachet that it had even five years ago. ESPN as a business model is built on renting live sports, and that's what they do. They don't own the products. They rent live sports, and they sell it. And then they hope that you watch their garbage daytime programming. And no one is. I mean, the numbers continue to dwindle. I mean, Get Up, they're paying Mike Greenberg like $5 million bucks a year for Get Up. I, you know, I, I do the show for a tenth of it, and it probably would get just as many viewers. And it'd be a hell of a lot more entertaining. I'll tell you that right now, too. Now, you'd have to pay me at least that much to watch the NBA and the other garbage that they cover. But, uh, you know, at least if they want to bring me in during college football season, I'll take care of that for them. But, my goodness, they spend all this money on all these fancy studios, downtown Manhattan, overlooking the Hudson River, all these things. And they, they get nobody to watch these shows. I mean, no one's into them. No one is. So, and that's where they actually have to make money because those are the products that they own. And they don't have engaging personalities anymore. They just, they just don't. And, and the business model is blockbuster. It's built off of renting sports, right? And then selling them. That's what they do. So I would not be afraid of Bob Bowlesby. If I, I wouldn't be afraid of the SEC if I was Bob Bowlesby. And I'm glad he's doing it. All right? This is what he's got to be doing. Go all in. Fight him tooth and nail. And you're looking at a billion dollars potentially on the line here. A billion with a B. That's left on this TV contract when you factor it out. I mean, you got four years left about, from ESPN's perspective, 250 a year, 250. And there you get to your billion plus dollars. So here's what else is at stake here. According to the report, the Big 12's bylaws are written in such a way that a program can individually sue the SEC, the AAC, or even ESPN based on what's gone on here, right? The Big 12 intends to make the migration of Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC as difficult as possible by using the disinterested directors clause in the bylaws. These bylaws came about 10 years ago after the Big 12 nearly imploded the first time when Texas A&M, Missouri, Colorado, and Nebraska left the league. They stand for a period of 99 years. And by the way, who wanted it to be 99 years? OU and Texas. That's who wanted it to be 99 years, right? It's not like OU and Texas were hemming and hawing. No, 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 don't make us. No, not 99. No, they were like the ones who wanted this, apparently. And now they've totally backstabbed the entire conference. Now, all of this is to say I understand why OU and Texas may want out. There's no doubt they're the anchors of this league. They carry this league. They're the reason that this league makes the money that it does. I don't deny that for a second, all right? I understand the economics of this. OU and Texas drive the revenue for the Big 12, just like LSU, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida drive it for the SEC, and Ohio State and Michigan drive it for the Big 10, and USC and the Pac-12. And, yeah, like, we get it. I understand the business model. I do. And if ESPN comes to these two teams or if texas goes to the sec and then the sec says to espn hey here's what's going on and then espn says hey get us oklahoma and we'll get this thing done 
you know, if you're OU, what are you going to do? Right? If you see the Big 12 about to crumble, what are you going to do? Well, you could stand strong. You could. But I understand as well the fear of, of staying strong and then being left out of the equation. I understand that as well. It's kind of like they were held for ransom here in some ways. Doesn't mean they handled it right. Doesn't mean it was uh, the ethical move. A lot of people feel like they've been backstabbed here from ADs to presidents to coaches, and they should feel like they've been backstabbed here in all this. So uh, it's not that I have sympathy for them, but I understand from a business perspective why this was part of the equation. But I also am now big Bob Bowlesby's biggest cheerleader here. Biggest cheerleader. I love everything that he's doing on this, and I hope he sues him into oblivion for a billion dollars. And then, by the way, what could happen? The Big 12 wins on this deal. All right, so ESPN's probably not coming to a college game day this year, you know. I mean, let's be honest. You think you think ESPN's going to be going to uh, a couple of Big 12 games this fall? Something tells me that's highly unlikely for college game day. But that's all right. That's all right. I mean, you know, I watch it. I, I admit that I'm a fan of, of the show, generally speaking, although Lee Corso the guy's slurring way too many words. It's just time to go. I mean, I love you, Lee, but it's time to go, buddy. I think Kirk Herbstreet does a very nice job for the most part. So I think they got a good thing going there. But I don't expect them to be at a lot of Big 12 games this fall. I'll put it that way. All right? But it doesn't mean I'm not going to root like hell for Bob Bowlesby to go out there and try to take it to ESPN. And then you're going to have options. You know, you're going to have options. The digital media landscape is growing like crazy. It's not just Fox, whether it's NBC, whether it's a CBS, whether it's a a Google, an Apple TV, an Amazon. I mean, everybody's getting in the conversation and getting in the mix. So there are options here. It may not be $37 million a year per team, but there are options here. And anyone that thinks that this thing is just going to blow up in the next two weeks and by kickoff of the season, let's say, on what, September 4th, We're going to know that this is it for the Big 12 this year, and we're going to have an idea of what everything looks like in 2022. I'm believing that less and less by the day. I am just starting to read the tea leaves here and see that what's actually going on and what actually appears to be at play is the fact that the Big 12 is going to fight this. The key has to be, though, the key has to be that the other eight teams hang in this together. And if they actually want to collect the tens of millions of dollars that they're looking at, right, they want to collect that and then also stick it to OU in Texas a little bit, which how would you not want to do that if you're one of these other eight teams? Hang tight. Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Good to be with you for another week. And before we continue, I want to thank you guys personally for your amazing ratings and reviews that have just been outstanding on the podcast It's making a huge difference. I wanted to get the 400 ratings on iTunes by the time the football season started. We are at 421. You guys are awesome. I want to get, can I get to 500? Can we get the show to 500? That's how we keep beating out ESPN, CBS, Athletic, all the big guys on Big 12 podcasts. So we got 422 now, 422 on the podcast. Hit that five-star rating, leave a review, and that's how I'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie too. Send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com and an address, and I'll get you a koozie in the mail. Thanks so much, guys. And I'll read some uh, nice reviews as well at the end of the show. Really appreciate it. So as we continue in what has been a crazy week for the Big 12 and for college football and college sports in general, 
you know, I just told you how Bob Bowlesby is going to be suing the uh, ESPN, and I'm all in on the Big 12 doing that and going down this road. A lot of people saying, well, Bob Bowlesby didn't do enough. He should have expanded. He should have done more. And, and I, I get it. Like, I, we talked and we covered this conference and we talked a lot about do you go after UCF? Do you look at Houston and SMU? What about Memphis? Uh, you know, we had all these conversations. Is Cincinnati in play? And here's what the decision came down to for the Big 12. And I don't blame them for doing this. And I actually supported this idea. You may have the model that is the model going forward in college sports, where you play true round robins in football, a double round robin in basketball. Everybody plays everybody. And then on top of that, you've got a one versus two in the conference championship game. These antiquated divisions have got to go, right? I mean, you'll have in the SEC and the Big Ten, uh, you know, the Big Ten West champion may be the champion because the team didn't play Ohio State, whereas the other team in the Big Ten West did draw Ohio State that year because Ohio State's in the Big Ten East. So it's just, it's, it's stupid. The Big 12 had a model. And finally, after me yelling about it for years, and I'm not saying it's because of me, but, I, you know, for years I was sitting out there and I was like, hey, can you guys start bragging about the fact that you have one true champion? Like, you've got a conference where you play a true round robin and then you play a true one versus two, not some made-up divisions that continue to get less and less geographic in nature. Missouri's in the SEC East. Are you kidding me? Like, can you start bragging about this? And they finally started to do that the last couple of years. Maybe it was too little too late. But there's this notion of if only Bob Bowlesby expanded the Big 12 earlier, this may have not happened. I don't know why anyone's convinced of that. Like, OU in Texas, if they added UCF and Memphis or Houston and fill-in-the-blank SMU, you think OU in Texas wouldn't have done this? Really? Like, based on what? Like, what makes you think that OU in Texas would not have done what they have done based on how sneaky this whole thing went? You don't think they would have gone to the SEC if Houston was in the Big 12? How do you come to that conclusion? It's not like they were mad at somebody. I mean, it's not like 10 years ago when Texas A&M was really ticked off at Texas and everybody was mad at Texas about the Longhorn Network and Nebraska was like, screw this. And Mizzou got out and Colorado went west and A&M said, we're sick of it. We're going to the SEC. You know, it's not like that. Like everybody wasn't mad at somebody. This was Texas and Oklahoma making a business decision and nothing more. It was not all that emotional in many ways. So I don't see how having 12 teams right now or 14 teams right now would have changed any of that, would have done anything to differ the outcome here. And by the way, who wanted it to stay at 10 teams? Let's remind you of this. It was Oklahoma and Texas because they knew they were the main reasons the Big 12 was making a ton of money. They were the the drivers, obviously, of the $37 million a team, and that's okay. It gets back to the whole blue blood thing. I mean, they, they're, they're the drivers. That's why I didn't think it was a bad idea for the Big 12 last weekend to say, hey, if you guys want to hire rev share, we can make that happen. But it was too little too late, and that's because it's much bigger and it's much deeper than that. It's not just about, um, you know, the here and now and getting, let's say, $55 million over $37 million. That's not what this is about. It's much more than that. And that's what you're seeing play out here. 
So I've got to defend Bob Bowlesby from that perspective that somehow this is, uh, you know, just it was totally avoidable if only he added a couple of teams. No. By the way, in many cases, he was following OU in Texas. Now, a commissioner I've got to call out, who I don't believe as far as I could throw him, Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner. You see the balls on this guy? So this guy, I mean, he comes out with the most ridiculous statement in recent history in college sports. His statement read as follows. While the SEC has not proactively sought new members, we will pursue significant change when there is a clear consensus among our members that such actions will further enrich the experiences of our student-athletes and lead to greater academic and athletic achievement across our campuses. The presidents and chancellors in the SEC... Think they can spell chancellors in the SEC? You think they know there's two L's in chancellors? I mean, eh, probably hit or miss, depending on which school you go to. Uh, The presidents and chancellors of the SEC, in their capacity as the conference's chief executive officers. Wow, this is a long sentence for an SEC person. Oof, boy, I'm going to get confused. We'll consider these requests in the near future. Per the bylaws of the SEC, a vote of at least three-fourths of the SEC's 14 members is required to extend an invitation for membership. So the key there is that he says the SEC did not proactively seek out new membership. I don't believe that for a second. That's a huge lie. If you're buying that, I've got some beachfront property in Salina, Kansas that's got your name on it. I mean, seriously. And I tell you what, it's top-notch stuff, too. A couple acres right there uh, on the beach. Look out, see the ocean as far as the eye can see. Salina, Kansas. Can't beat it. Stop. This is nonsense. It's complete nonsense. The SEC played a huge role in this. In fact, arguably the role in what happened here and why this happened here. It's nonsense. It's complete nonsense. And I don't buy it at all. And I I hope that you don't either because, oh, boy, it's just ridiculous. So now you go to the Pac-12. So the Pac-12, they got a new commissioner. His name is George uh, Klievkov. So he said last weekend that he would listen to any Big 12 calls. He says, we're not actively seeking to poach any teams, but we'd be foolish not to listen if schools call us. And it's been reported that TCU, Baylor, and Texas Tech are trying to go as a package deal out west. And I don't blame them. I mean, that's a smart play for those teams. You're not going to the SEC, obviously. The Big Ten is kind of way out of your geography and probably not interested. Same with the ACC. I mean, the Pac-12 is where you go. It's a fit. And you pitch to the Pac-12 by saying, hey, you know, you want to make a footprint and try to compete in the state of Texas where there's a lot of talent, growing area, obviously living and breathing, high school football. Well, uh, we're the teams to do it i mean sure we're not texas we're not texas nm but the three of us have a pretty solid brand together when you combine us all together and that's a pretty good pitch it's a smart pitch for texas tech and tcu and baylor right smart pitch but this week on tuesday there was some cold water thrown on that by klievkov so he opened up pac-12 media days saying quote We believe the move by Texas and Oklahoma strengthens our unique position as the only Power 5 conference with teams in the Mountain and Pacific time zones. He also said, we don't think there's any risk to staying at 12 teams. Okay. Well, that's not a great sign if you're a a Texas Tech fan, if you're a Baylor fan, a TCU fan. Not a great sign. 
And I don't know what changed over the last couple of days. Maybe talking to USC, being like, why would we want Baylor? Why would we want TCU? Why would we want Texas Tech? I think the Pac-12 teams, here's what people got to understand about the Pac-12 teams. Like, they're not rabid college football fans. They're not. Even USC. Like, it's USC, kind of like a wine and cheese crowd in California that they, they like when they have Reggie Bush and Matt Leinart, and they love the pride of winning national championships. But they're not banging recruiting message boards at 3 a.m. in the middle of April wondering whether or not a five-star recruit, uh, you know, that they're targeting got arrested or something like that. Like, that's not how that fan base is. And that's not how the rest of those fan bases are. So, like, it's just a different breed out West. So, George Klievkov has kind of changed his tune here, and maybe he's slow playing it. I don't know why he would. If he really wanted these teams, he would say, of course, we're going to listen. We're just following the lead of, you know, watching the tea leaves of what goes on here. But he didn't say that. He said that we like the fact that we're the only power five with teams out west. Now, I don't know why that matters so much. If you can get teams in the central time zone, like uh, what's wrong with that? But it was just an interesting thing to say. And it showed me that maybe, just maybe, there's not as much um, – passion there to expand for the sake of expanding than we thought there might be when these dominoes started falling last week with Oklahoma and Texas. But uh, who knows at this point? I mean, everything's up in the air. Everything is up in the air. I'm Pete Mundo. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is the site. Get on there. Check out the message boards. By the way, they're free for all Big 12 fans. And before we wrapped it up, I promised you guys a couple of the nice uh, reviews, which you can get a free Heartland College Sports koozie by leaving a rating and a review on this show and sending me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Let's see. Uh, and by the way, I got a lot of koozies to send out this week. This is from National Hawk on Tuesday. Tuned in for the expansion talk. Now I'm hooked also. This is from KSU Mike. Best Big 12 content available. Pete knows his stuff. Very nice of you, Mike. If you're interested in conference realignment and all the Big 12 happenings, look no further. Also, Monday, uh, what do we have here? Pete covers all the teams in the conference. Been listening for a couple years. Enjoy it. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you, guys. And you keep up the good work. 422 ratings. Let's get that to 500 in a month by the time the season starts. That would be awesome. And then we'd really be crushing it. And by the way, uh, people have asked out about any advertising on the show. We usually take a couple of advertisers anytime, but especially as we get closer to football season. So if that is something you or your company is interested in, also reach out to me, Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com and very reasonable rates uh, for this show when you compare it to other media as well. And you'll reach thousands of Big 12 fans every single week here. So reach out to me and uh, we'd love to have a conversation. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. And we'll talk to you soon.